Episode 4, Principles. Welcome back. My name is Howard Edgar Beauvais. I've been a substitute teacher for decades. And the following is Episode 4 of a five-part podcast entitled Throwing Darts in Traffic, Teaching in America. This podcast is based on the one-man show that I wrote and performed for the stage. To my fellow teachers, this podcast is for you. For those who are not teachers, class is about to begin. Three, two, one. I'm running out of staples. I'm low on folders too. I'm running out of paper. School money's gone. What am I to do? I'm running out of markers. I'm low on pushpins too. My wishless supplies have been ravaged. School money's gone. What am I to do? Dig down into my wallet. Dig down into my purse. My paycheck is a dwindling. It's a teacher's curse. I'm running out of wipes. I'm low on Kleenex too. I'm running out of glue sticks. School money's gone. What am I to do? Dig down into my wallet. Dig down into my purse. My paycheck is a twiddling. It's a teacher's curse. One day follows another, and schoolwork needs to get done. But how can that be accomplished when supplies we once had now are none? The cupboards are almost empty. The year's still on the run. I need more pencils. Please bring me some. I say that one, one day follows another. And schoolwork needs to get done. But how, how can that be accomplished? When supplies we once had now are none The cupboards are almost empty The year's still on the run I need, I need, I need pencils Please Bring me some
on average, teachers spend $479 of their own money every year, the New York Times. City teachers spend $1,000 on average. Deanne Morin, Oklahoma teacher, $4,000 to $6,000, some of the lowest salaries in the nation. Amy Rhine, kindergarten teacher, $1,020. Wendy Portillo spent $782. School has been in session two weeks. Julie Kay spends thousands on games, decor, art supplies, manipulatives. Stacy Gibbs, $550 to $600 on folders, notebooks, paperbacks, schoolroom decor, and pencils. Carrie Mueller, a kindergarten teacher in Massachusetts, spends about $5,000 a year of her own money on school supplies and classroom needs. Market Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to see is true. I am a hand. I work here at schools across America, me and my partner, the American student. I work for the student, but there is a tool I handle, a classroom tool, that is supposed to be working for the American student, but is it? This tool seems innocent enough, but he steals and steals and steals precious time from under our very noses every day. You may have seen this friendly tool, slender, yellow, a hardened rubber or soy-based top, a pointed bottom. Yes, it's the pencil. It appears to be an upstanding school community member. The pencil says it is here to help, but the point they make is a half-truth at best. All across America, students put their faith in pencils to speak for them, to make their point without uttering a word. But then the betrayal begins. The happy hand takes the pencil partner who has become tired, dulled by hard work, to be revived. Sharp and dull, I, the innocent happy hand, returns to the desk, gets back to the work of the student. And then it happens. The pointed bottom, just fashioned with care, breaks. I, the dutiful hand, try again. And again. Minutes of attention grinded away each day, adding up to hours and hours over a year. Erased, never to be recovered. And so it goes. Another American story. Another point missed in the American classroom. And I would say that what was just done, the dramatization, was true. Every day in classrooms across America, pencils are sharpened and broken and sharpened and broken. Well, it's a waste of time. Well, is there any value to this pointless nonsense? Well, this activity does create a strong risk definition. Now, one might say that, well, what advantage does that have at the elementary school level? Well, nothing. But at middle school and high school, having a strong wrist, well, could have its advantages. It surely won't improve Common Core, but it definitely will improve 
Hardcore. Hey, my principal, I, I hear you wanted to see me. Yeah, is it about these? My assessment tests. Yeah, I brought them with me. Now look, I have to say that, yes, the, my overall score is below last year's assessment. But, look, I'm not trying to make excuses, but Bradley, he's, he finished the assessment in five minutes. Five minutes! He basically didn't even try. And Mary lost her grandmother the day before the test. And you know how important she was. And Jonda, Jonda came up to me the day of the test and told me, well, she told me her parents were separating, and she asked, what is separating? Like I said, look, I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but... What? Oh, that's not what you wanted to see me about. Oh, well, that's a relief. Mind if I sit down? Oh, good. Um, what do you want to talk to me about? Bradley's parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, you mentioned something about on the playground. They wanted to talk with me. Now, I have to tell you, look, Bradley can set the room on fire, and I think the students and I are trying our best... What? Excuse me, can, can, can you repeat that? Excessive force? Bruising? Three, two, one. This is your rabbi. For God's sake, don't use a rosette knife. Use a banana knife. This is the patient's mother. No, use a traditional knife. This is the head of HR. Use a round knife. Listen to your mother. Use a cook knife. I am Tim Cook. I am the world's most powerful CEO. Use a smiley knife. This is accounting. Go back to using a rosette knife. It is cheaper. This is the patient. Use something quick. Now, what you just heard, didn't this sound ludicrous? I mean, honestly, would you tell your surgeon what scalpel to use? No, because you ain't a fucking surgeon. You didn't go to med school, did you? So why is it that... Listen, hold on a minute. Um, uh, hey, 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 Alex, do you mind uh, setting the timer for me for three minutes so I don't go on too much? I feel like a soapbox moment is just coming, oozing out of me. Thanks. Hey, here's what I want to say. Is teaching a profession? I wonder, because you know what? As I said, you wouldn't tell a surgeon what to do, would you, huh? But seems to be there's a high level of comfortability in America of telling teachers what to do. And I don't mean Johnny needs glass or Johnny needs his desk move or someone is teasing him. No, I'm talking about nuts and bolts, pedagogy, telling teachers what to do. From Mount Olympus, God bless them, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, shouting edicts about education reforms, foundation money, this, charter that. Maybe the best teacher should have a larger classroom size. What? I don't see you, Mark or Bill, on a recess duty at PDs, correcting papers, up at night, revising lessons. No. 
but yet you're telling teachers what to do. So I ask you, is teaching a profession because mom and dad will drop off their child at the babysitter, and most likely it's a woman. And then the next day they take their child to a school, and most likely the teacher is a woman. And they may get the impression that teaching is just a glorified babysitting position. So I ask you, is teaching a profession? Because if you were to wear a tool belt and go into a construction site and say, hey, I'm an electrician, I'm a welder, they'd say, where's your license? Well, every day in America, teachers get sick and a substitute or gets teacher is asked to come and teach. And guess what? Some of them don't have a teaching credential. Wait, are, are you saying that all you need is a warm body to be a teacher? Is it? So I'm asking you, is teaching a profession? Because if you ask America, I would say the jury is still out. Yes, my principal, yes. All right, I admit it. I'm being defensive. But his parents are accusing me of using excessive force. And look, how long has Bradley been here? What? He's been here, what, about three or four months? And his records that come over from the other school don't show any early screening of this or that. I mean, I mean, we're waiting to do our own assessments, but as you know, Brenda's recovering from back surgery. And Allison's overwhelmed. Look, I, I, I'm not making excuses. These are the facts. I just... What? What happened on Tuesday? <sighs> well, the same thing that happens on Monday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Look, I'm not sending Bradley to the office every other minute, nor am I sending him to a fellow teacher. We have an apartment desk, and it works okay. And sometimes I have to take Bradley by the hand to his desk. I was taking him, and he pulled away and smacked. He, he banged his side against one of the desks. Look, I have 31 students in my class. Kids are bumping into things all the time. Yes. Yes, I remember it happening. But I, I let it go. I just let it go. Three, two, one. And now it's time for the Alternative Teacher Conference. Mafia Teacher Conference. Hey, 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 so good to see you, good to see you. Appreciate you being here. Look, a lot of people here, right? I mean, it's conference week and all. So thank you for being on time. Now look, let's get right to the point. Your son, Vinny, right? Oh, I got that right. You're like so many kids in the class. Hey, that's not bad, huh? So good. First, right off, let me just, uh, well, actually, do you mind if I'm honest? Because if I'm honest, things will kind of move along a little faster. Oh, good, good. Look, first of all, let me just say, let me just say this. Vinny, well, he isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. I mean, a gun isn't sharp either, but it gets its point across. But we ain't talking about guns. So let's talk about Vinny. First, Vinny needs to shut his mouth before someone shuts it for him. Capiche? And since this is a conference, let me say Vinny don't read so good. And when it comes to math concepts, well, they just don't add up. They just don't add... Listen, that's a joke. Are you listening to me? Huh? Are you listening? Because you better be listening because I got a plan. 
What I recommend is no more effing screens for Vinny. I want him reading with you, doing homework, asking questions. Oh, and speaking of questions, when he's in my classroom, I would like to see Vinny raise his hand for something other than going to the bathroom. Now, I expect your support, or you can expect a visit, if you know what I mean. Look, I'd like to talk longer. You seem like nice people, but I got, you know, time's up. Scram. Rap teacher conference. Your daughter? Your daughter tries? No, no. She does more than try. When the upwind pushes hard, she pushes back harder, harder than a rain-soaked, pain-choked homeless guy pleading for change as he looks to stay dry every day. Your daughter is present, not a present absentee. Yesterday is a goal to surpass. She is a critically thinking queen bee. Whatever you do, keep her mind open. Keep on, keep on, keep on going. She's a marvel, a superhero. She's an equation of dedication and care. She is the uncalibrated energy of accelerated hope greater than E equals M. C squared. Now, I wish I could say this to every parent I see, but it really doesn't happen all that frequently. Your daughter commands me, demands me, reminds me to see this feeling of being hopes. Refugee has no place. There's no space for the anger of what ought to be. In short, <laughs> your daughter, she teaches me. Three, Two, one. Good to see you, my principal. I mean, you are, you are my principal, right? I mean, not the prosecuting attorney, right? I mean, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I mean, I mean, this has been going on for a while, and I, I, I was hoping along the way to hear some definitive defense about me from you. Hey, look, I get it. It's been a bit of a mess, and this is not the mess you want to deal with. I mean, you have a career as well. I mean, you're moving up, I hear. I hear superintendent someday. And I'm, well, I'm just a teacher. 30 years almost. You know, I could have gotten my union rep or a lawyer here, but all that does is make me look guilty. Look, I don't need a lawyer. I need a shower. I need my students around me to corroborate what I am saying. Yeah, that only happens in an alternate universe. We live in a he said versus she said versus they said world. My honor, my years of service versus the power of the parent. Well, we all know how that's going to end up. What? Ah, uh, yes, uh, yes. Bradley's parents are being reasonable. A reprimand, a few sweet sentences in my file, and a formal written letter of apology at no extra charge. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just practicing, you see. I'm sorry. But, you know, there's so many things I'm sorry about. Can I choose? No, no, I am taking it seriously, heart-wrenchingly seriously. Something is seriously wrong here, and it seems everyone agrees it's me, the teacher. I could fight this. I could fight this. Fine. <sighs> Fine. I agree. What? The assessment test. Look, I have 15 minutes left in my prep, and I have a formal letter of apology to write. So if you don't mind. Beware. Beware. Young human energy pours into the room like a river of currents and cross currents, and it will knock you down and drown you if you're not prepared. Thank you for listening. Scott Foreman on piano, James Wittes, sound engineer, Alex Ventura on sound cues, and I hope. You will cast your way to listening to episode 5, the last installment of Throwing Darts in Traffic, Teaching in America. Until then, remember, being human is the ultimate test. Teachers teaching what it means to be human is the ultimate challenge. <laughs>